Live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for the Exit Exchange. Brought to you by XPX Atlanta. Dedicated to changing the trajectory of exit planning services in the Southeast. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. I'm John Ray with Business Radio X, and I am sitting here alongside uh, David Shavzin and Bob Tanksley with XPX Atlanta. David, Bob, how you doing today? Doing good, John. Good to be back with you. Appreciate yeah. all your help and work as we work through uh, each month's radio show. Yeah, we have. We yeah. have. Yeah, go ahead, Bob. Oh, just, just, yeah, ditto that. Um, so helpful here to the chapter. Appreciate your work, John. Yeah, well, uh, it's a pleasure to be associated with uh, XPX Atlanta and and uh, the two of you and and uh, a great chapter. I mean, and folks, if you have not. Uh, taking advantage of uh, some of the great work that's going on in XPX Atlanta, some of the great uh, meetings that are going on, uh, uh, still virtual, uh, but uh, quite interactive uh, for a virtual meeting. In fact, the most interactive virtual meetings I've ever seen. So if you have not been involved in that, do so. If you don't know about XPX Atlanta, um, XPX Atlanta is actually leading an exit planning revolution, folks. And that is built on a simple proposition that advisors can create much more value for their business owner clients when they truly collaborate. XPX Atlanta members build professional relationships to guide their clients in business value growth and a more successful exit. For more information, go to xpxatlanta.org. And now we've got a great guest today, uh, Bill Dukes. Bill is a tax partner with Carr, Riggs, and Ingram. Bill, welcome. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, Thanks great to ha- great to have you. Uh, tell us you tell us a little bit about you and uh, Carr, Riggs, and Ingram. How are you serving folks out there? Yes, yes. Um, so Carr, Riggs, and Ingram. I'll, I'll start there. We're a uh, we're a full service uh, CPA led advisory firm. Uh, we're we're uh, we're located in. 10, 10 states throughout the Southeast, uh, 25 plus markets, but we, um, we offer a, a wide variety of, of advisory services uh, to uh, clients all throughout the U.S. and, and really all over the world. Um, we're, we're consistently a, a top 25 uh, fastest growing firms in the country. Um, my name, Bill Dukes. I'm a, a tax partner. I'm located in our Atlanta office. Um, I've been practicing about 16 years, each of those with uh, CRI, thankfully. Um, my practice is, is primarily focused on uh, closely held small businesses on numerous fronts, uh, all, all tax related, um, you know, tax preparation, compliance work, uh, tax planning, tax mitigation, uh, do a little bit of transaction advisory as far as, uh, you know, pre-deal, post-deal tax minimization strategies. And then I've also got a little small niche in um, tax controversy. So dealing with our, our good friends at the IRS. Um, but yeah, yeah, practice is, is basically industry agnostic. And, um, you know, I, I specialize, have quite a few professional service uh, clients in, uh, in manufacturing and distribution, a little heavier in those areas, but i happy to be with you guys. 
Hey, Bill, uh, Bob here. Uh, I think I remember you hearing hearing you say at one point that uh, Car Rigs has uh, something like ninety or hundred thousand clients. That that's pretty impressive. I, I don't know that you're working on all of those, but uh, <laughs> um, for the business owners that you're that you're doing tax returns on, uh, what are you guys seeing? Just kind of a high level question first. What are you guys seeing? The most important issues or uh, new issues that uh, are coming out that business owners need to take into account uh, based on the last 16 months of, of bills coming out of Washington, D.C., uh, and then drilling down a little bit closer into home uh, Georgia. Um, you know, what, what actions can still be taken from changes that haven't been implemented yet? Kind of a loaded first yeah. question, but um, what big picture, what do you see, what do you guys see here and on the way? Yeah, no, that's a, that's an excellent place to start. So it's, it's our friends in Washington have been busy over the last uh, 16 <laughs> months. We've, uh, we've literally had uh, four major uh, tax bills come across in the last uh, probably 12 to 16 months, which I don't know is if that's ever been the case, uh, you know, back early last year when the pandemic hit, uh, there was the Families First Act, which was was really the kickoff of all of this COVID stimulus. Um, and that was basically, uh, it, 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 last year, it extended the, the deadlines. That was part of the bill and, and also had uh, some early relief as far as paid leave benefits, uh, some, some small employer stuff. Next, we had the CARES Act, which was in March, uh, shortly thereafter. That was uh, more stimulus, and that gave us the PPP, which, um, you know, that's, that's a hot topic on everybody's mind right now. Then, you know, late in December, we had the Consolidations Act, uh, which was more stimulus, tax extenders. And then most recently, less than a month ago, we had the, um, we had the American Rescue Act, which was uh, more relief. Uh, child tax credits, some of that stuff. So there, there's been a lot to, to deal with and talk about. Um, as far as is, is 2020 tax returns, uh, some of the things that are that are still out there. Obviously, the biggest thing is is individuals have been extended for a month. There's been a blanket extension, so um, no worries if you haven't filed your your 2020 return. We've got until uh, May 17th to pay and file those tax returns. Um, but it's also because of some of these acts, we've, we've got extended time to make things like our, our 529 contributions, retirement contributions, HSA contributions, all of that's been pushed back uh, to May. So uh, that's that's really the first order of business is we have more time on, on some of those things. Uh, something that's big been big is, is opportunity zones for, um, for taxpayers. They've if, if you are exiting a business, um, you know, you're, you're likely going to end up with some sort of capital gain, uh, hopefully, <laughs> rather than a loss. But uh, so, so there is an opportunity to invest in, in opportunity zones. They're uh, kind of, uh, uh, they've gone unnoticed, but uh, they've worked well with, with a lot of my clients. You mentioned Georgia. Uh, a big part of, of what we're going through right now is so many of this, so much of this federal legislation has been passed. But what people don't realize is when federal legislation is passed, that doesn't automatically mean these states 
agree or conform with that with that legislation. One example is uh, the feds came out and, and gave an exclusion to unemployment benefits. Well, we had to wait about a week before Georgia told us that they weren't they weren't complying with that. So there's actually the federal saying you don't have to pay tax on ten thousand dollars of unemployment benefits. And Georgia is saying, no, 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 you got to add that back and pay tax on that. Um, same thing goes for, for things like PPP deductibility. Some states allow you to deduct those expenses. Uh, some states don't allow you. Some states haven't told us whether they, they're going to allow us or not. So here, here you can imagine the spot that we're in. We're you know, halfway through tax season. Uh, some states haven't told us exactly what rules we're playing with. So uh it's 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 been an interesting 2020 filing season but those are just a few of the of the things kind of up in the air right now so hey bill yeah. follow oh go ahead bob uh just just a, a reminder that owners need to stay in close contact uh like you said uh you know four major pieces of legislation come out of dc or not uh stay close to your tax advisors yeah, yeah. So, so Bill, actually, follow up question. One specific thing with all the even still the unknowns. Um, I guess two things. Focusing back on the PPP, the, at least the first round from the CARES Act. Right. Uh, so a two part question for you. You mentioned states not following or maybe following the feds are um, uh, for the PPP and forgiveness, et cetera. Is Georgia following um, what the feds are doing? Um, yeah, well, well, when you when you think about forgiveness, uh, forgiveness or not forgiveness, uh, you, you, most of that is is handled through the SBA, which is you know the Small Business Administration. So, uh, you know, most of that you're dealing with uh, with them and, and working through your bank to try and get that forgiven. Uh, but but a lot of the states, you know, their their hang up is as far as the deductibility of right. the expenses on that. So. And is that still up in the air for Georgia? Uh, for Georgia specifically, they have thankfully complied or conformed to the deductibility for the feds. So, so that's that's a good piece of news out of Georgia. They they did pass conformity bill that that allows us to deduct those expenses. Okay. One more related question: uh, confusion around all that is, um, you know, if if the loan is not yet forgiven, again back still to the first round with the CARES Act, um, what, what, are you, what are you advising folks to do, you know, still just book it as a loan, book it as normal in 2020, or assume it, or just a, book it in 2020 as if it's forgiven? What, what, yeah, you- yeah, 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 so, the, so the, the, the good answer is it depends, right? There's, a, you know, a lot of that, there's a, there's a lot of questions surrounded. You're tapping into a very uh, hot topic, which we're dealing a lot with now. Um, you know, f- for an example, you, you've got a taxpayer that there's a mismatch, right? They, they've expended the money in uh, 2020, but they haven't quite yet received forgiveness or they didn't receive forgiveness in 2020. And so the question is, it revolves around the timing of when they can pull that loan off the books. And the question, you know, it's all facts and circumstances right now. And the AICPA, our governing body, which does a fantastic job 
they've actually reached out to the IRS and 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 asked for more guidance around that specific question um, because it, it has a ton of it, it has a lot of impacts across the board. That's that's the thing with a lot of these bills and a lot of these stimulus that I don't think our legislators understand is there's there's collateral damage, right? So there's, you know, you're, you're, you're passing a bill in the midnight hours trying to provide relief for one set of circumstances, but little do you know, you know, you're affecting, uh, you know, these three other things that are all tied together and it it leaves, um, you know, taxpayers and, and practitioners in a tough spot as far as Trying to determine the right guidance, and, and the IRS is overwhelmed. They're, you know, they're they're administering stimulus checks, and they've got their minds otherwise. So, I, I assume we'll hear back to them on that specific issue. But, but the the the, the answer right now is it depends. We're, we're not really sure. Folks, we're here chatting with Bill Dukes. Bill is a tax partner with Car Rigs and Ingram. Bill, I'm shocked to hear that politicians don't understand the impact of what they're passing. That's shocking news. We'll have to get to that later, but, but, um, uh, just to follow up on what David asked. So in, in the absence of AICPA guidance, let's talk to about business owners that are aiming toward a transition for their business, a sale, you know, what's the, what's the most appropriate way to handle a PPP loan on the financials, uh, in terms of, uh, making sure you've got clean financials for that buyer, potential buyer to look at. Right. Yeah. So it, it's understood both sides, you know, the buyers and sellers right now that we're, we're in a state of, uh, of limbo. Um, you know, how you, how you, how you file uh, your financial statements and how you report your taxes oftentimes are different, right? So you've got, you've got treatment under, you know, uh, financial standards, which is, you probably heard the name, you know, FASB and, and GAP and that that type of thing. You've got treatment over on your financial statements, but uh, you know what we really deal with, what I deal with, is is the IRS and, and reporting tax uh, implications to those to that legislation. So there could, there could be a, a situation where it's treated differently for financial statement purposes and different for tax purposes, and it creates a difference that's tracked. Going forward, but from from an IRS and, and a tax standpoint, what we're recommending to clients is to extend your return or hold off on filing anything tax related until we can get further guidance. You know, a lot of people are in the deal pipeline, and you know they they don't. There's not time to wait. Um, but I think it's understood on both sides. Uh, you know, your, your representatives and your, you know, the advisors that are advising you through a deal are are aware of this issue and, um, you know, understand the implications on both sides. Um, so chaos, uncertainty seems to be the, uh, the, the bottom line with, with all this. And that's, and that's, and you're talking about extending, you know, so we're, we're sitting here April 21, uh, personal deadlines are extended then from until uh, middle of May and then their normal extensions will go out several months. So, you know, we'll all be dealing with 2020 for a long time. That said, Bill, uh, we know you have a crystal ball and, uh, you know, what, what are you advising? What, 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 what should people even do and think about in 2021 
you know, for right. 2021, you, you, right. just, you know, any, any, any clues, thoughts, ideas? Um, yeah, well, you're, you're right. You're right. I wish I had my crystal ball with me. Uh, it, it, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's, um, it leaves you in a spot of, it's not impossible to plan, but, yeah. but the, the tax landscape is, is as uncertain as it is, uh, you know, as it's ever been in, in, in my 16 year career, maybe in history, I don't know that there's ever been this much uncertainty as far as, uh, what the future holds. Um, my best advice to taxpayers is to have good advisors involved, good tax pr- practitioners, especially in the back half of this year, because as we enter into planning season, which is one of my favorite times of the year, it's really where we as advisors can deliver value in planning before things, you know, fending off surprises and planning before things actually come to fruition. So I, I would recommend anybody out there listening to be in touch with your tax advisor for the next you know, until the end of the year, um, be running projections. There's there's a ton of things to consider. It's likely, again, I don't have my crystal ball. It's likely that 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 no major tax reform will happen at this point and be retroactive back to 1-1-2021. Now they've done it before, so I don't, I wouldn't put it past them. But usually, you have the rule. You know the rules you're playing by. Uh, before they happen, right? And so I would I would seem it's highly unlikely that later in this year uh, tax reform would happen and they'd go back and change the rules that we've operated under for the first four and a half months. Not to say that couldn't happen, um, but I think the reason for that is the economy is still a little fragile, and uh, you know, with with talking about doing massive tax reform, it just not the timing may not be right. But we definitely expect. And, and everybody, all the economists I've heard that before the midterms in 2022, uh, between between now and then, there will be tax reform. Uh, it, it's it's and that would that would impact not 2021 but 2022. Um, all that to, all that to say, uh, you know, it, it leaves us in a spot of uncertainty. Um, I think a, a lot of things are on the on the chopping block. I think they're talking about raising rates for higher income earners. Um, so, so generally, you know, normally it's better to defer income into later periods, but you get to the end of this year and you may be in a situation where if you have the ability to time income, you're trying to pull it, accelerate it into 2021 instead of deferring it into a higher tax rate year in 2022. So that's something to look for. Um, also, they're talking about raising the payroll tax uh, limit from, you know, it's about $137,000 up to $400,000. Um, that would have a huge impact. Capital gains rates, they're talking about raising. Um, I heard, I heard t- earlier today, they're talking about the, it's very interesting too, the SALT limit, which was a big, uh, the $10,000 limit on deducting state income taxes. Uh, they're talking about repealing that, which is it's kind of counterintuitive because it's hurt the higher income earners uh, because they're only able to deduct a certain portion. Um, but a lot of the politicians in these higher taxing states are talking about doing away with that. So there's there's a ton of things out on the on the landscape. Um, I think 
as we get into late this year, the conversation will get a little more focused and you should be working with your tax practitioner to kind of dial in, um, you know, projections and what, what your options may be as we get into the end of the year, uh, you know, for planning season. Well, this this is being recorded, you know, so we're going to come back and see. (laughs) We're going to come back and check you out, man. (laughs) So um, question for you. So so sort of setting setting aside the, um, you know, all of this, what we've talked about, all the uncertainty, you know, just looking out a few years um, and, and, you know, thinking about the business owner who is not in the middle of the deal now, you know, thinking about getting out sometime soon, right? 75% of small business owners are baby boomers. We're all getting older every year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, what's, you know, what, what, what are some high level thoughts on what to do now, you know, in 2021 to, to think ahead for maybe 22 or 2023 in terms of, and those, those may be, you know, in the context of COVID or not, but you know, if you're talking to somebody today, what's, what, what do you advise they think about? Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's, uh, it sounds cliche, but I I think the, and and a lot of what you guys do is bringing this to light is the the earlier, the better, Um, you know, uh, building this team, um, because when the time does come, you need the people in place, you need to be able to act and move quickly. Uh, We've got uncertainty now, but we won't have uncertainty forever. So there will be a time when we know uh, what the landscape looks like for the next few years. Um, so, so my, my big thing, I, I tell people, I tell a lot of my clients, you know, the, you know, exit planning starts at entity selection, which, which is basically, you know, on day one, that's the perfect day to start. When you think about starting a company, that's just, that's the day to start thinking about your exit. Um, because there's a, there's a lot of things, uh, that you can handle up front that, that will benefit you greatly, uh, as you get down the road. No matter what the, the tax rules are, you know. Uh, for example, one big thing uh, that's that's huge for small businesses is is the twelve oh two business stock, and that's a, a special incentive that was created to encourage taxpayers to invest in small businesses, like we're talking about here. And it provides a gain exclusion from income. Uh, you could you could potentially, you know, start this out and get to the end of the road and be able to exclude a large portion of your gain, hopefully, uh, down the road. And there's very few places in the IRS code that says you can sell, you can sell your stock in a business and walk away tax-free. But that's that's literally what's on, you know, that's what's at stake when we're talking about uh, some of these businesses is is early, early, early. You gotta, you gotta be um, build that team. And plan early. That way, um, you can capitalize on some of these things. No matter what, no matter what the legislation looks like, you, you're you're in a position to move when the time is ready. Yeah, yeah. Is that is the twelve hundred two something that people can convert to take advantage of later on after they've started the company? It's generally uh, original original issuance stock. So um, there there are a few carve outs as far as things you can do uh, once you get down the road. Um, a recap or or things like that, but um, this is one of the you know this is one of the grand slams in the tax law where if you're starting out on the front end and you can you can articulate your goals over the long term, 
this is one of the things that you can plan around and capitalize on. But there's various, you know, there's various things out there uh, that if you if you plan the right way, if you've got the right people involved from an early standpoint, um, you can you can capitalize on and, and make the you know make the end result better for everybody. Yeah. One last maybe quick one. Um, you know, in, in, if someone's going to sell in the particular calendar year, you know, is it, what can't they do within that within that twelve uh, month period? You know, they could have done prior prior to it. Aside from what you're talking about with twelve or two, but um, are there other ta- you know adjustments from a tax perspective? You know, on gains that need to be done in a prior calendar year. Uh, that's a, that's an interesting question. I mean, we could spend a whole, we could spend a whole nother, uh, there, there are a lot of things, especially leading up to a sale, uh, you know, that, that, you know, obviously a buyer is going to come in and do their due diligence and look at, look at your tax situation. Um, and there are things that, that could end up hurting you in the end. So it's important to have an advisor, uh, involved, uh, especially in, the, in a lot of people don't think about the state tax arena. Um, as far as a lot of these indirect taxes, sales tax, payroll tax, you know, the, a lot of those come into play when you're leading up to a deal, a potential deal, uh, where it's it's one of those things of getting your house in order and, and making sure uh, you're doing the right things that that won't hurt you on the back end. But uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely boils down to having the right people involved, advising you of, of what to do and, and what, like you, like you mentioned, what not to do. You know, there yeah. are certain things you don't want to file, uh, you know, an NOL carry back three days before you're, you're transitioning your business. That, that could be a deal breaker. So um, it, it's all about having the right people involved. Yeah. Now that's a perfect segue as we wind up here, which is, you know, the, the advisory team, you know, it's, it's you on the tax side. It's, it's everybody um, having the right folks around the owner early enough to provide that collaborative advice, I think is the best solution. Certainly it's what we talk about uh, incessantly from an XBX perspective, as we, as we share with, um, you know, all kinds of advisors uh, or uh, to the, to the um, business owner. So that's great. Appreciate it, Bill. Absolutely. Absolutely. You never knew tax could be so interesting, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you you have a talent for making it a little more interesting, Bill. So thank you for that. And uh, we know that we've raised probably some questions here that folks might like to follow up on. So uh, we'd love it if you could give your coordinates, uh, tell folks how they can be in touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Generally, emails probably the best. Uh, my email address is b dukes, d u k e s, and that's at cricpa.com. Um, and, and the phone number also you could get me at is 770-394-8000. And uh, like I mentioned, I'm in the Atlanta area. We're just on the top end perimeter, but. Um, Happy to help out however we can. Bill Dukes, folks, with Car Riggs and Ingram, tax partner there. Bill, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for having me, Dave and, and Bob. Keep keep up the good fight. Appreciate what you guys are doing for small business owners. Thanks for your time, Bill. Yeah, yeah appreciate it.
And folks, just a quick reminder that XPX Atlanta is fundamentally changing the trajectory of exit planning services in the Southeast U.S. and doing so by maintaining several core values, including working collaboratively among advisors, putting the client first, thinking long-term, considering the human angle, and always learning. And uh, those are great core values. It's a pleasure to be associated with those. David, Bob, another great show. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, if you're interested in our uh, entire archive of shows, we're up to show number four, so we've got an archive now. Uh, You can go to xpxatlantaradio.com and find those shows. You can also, if you want more information on XPX Atlanta and uh, to connect with one of the advisors there, uh, if you're a business owner or if you're an advisor that's interested in being part of this group, go to xpxatlanta.org. So for David Shavson and Bob Tanksley, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on the Exit Exchange.